Be the Good is all about people doing good in the world while following their passions, good for their own souls and for others. I'm Kate Cherichello, and welcome to today's episode. If you are enjoying these stories, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It would mean so much. You can also join our Facebook community under the group title, Be the Good with Kate Cherichello. Let's spread a little more goodness in the world. Today's guest on Be the Good is Devin Ogden, and she has done incredible work internationally as well as her own own personal life too. She runs Safi Life, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to female advancement in Africa through the granting of university scholarships and trade school education. And I'm so excited for you all to hear from her today. So Devin, thank you so much for being here. Hello, thank you so much for having me and for doing this work and spreading joy the past couple of years. I know we all certainly need it. So I appreciate you. Thank you, Devin. Well, I can't wait for everybody to hear from you. So please tell us more about who you are and what you do in your own words. Absolutely. Well, I think um, the most important aspect of who I am is is what I'm trying to do for others. Um, I always sort of look at my life and see what am I doing and how am I helping? And um, for better or worse, that's my motivation daily. So some days I don't get to do as much as I would like, but um, that's certainly the catalyst to most of my passion projects and everything that I'm working on. Um, I am out in California. I grew up in Virginia. I um, did my thesis at USC in Rwanda in East Africa. So I made a lot of friends there and ended up with them starting a nonprofit for women. As you said, it's called Safi Life. And um, before that, I was an actress and I'm still doing it a little bit, but the pandemic sort of shifted my personal life into other directions, um, but always trying to support Safi Life and do what we can to, to help the women over there. And, and right now we have 50 women in our trade school and a lot of them are single mothers like myself, ironically, and they are able to support their families and change their community and the whole culture at large by becoming businesswomen and entrepreneurs. And I'm just so proud of them every day. And I can't wait to travel back over there and, and see everybody. That's incredible. And I appreciated what you said about never feeling like you're doing enough during the day, because I look at, you know, the outside person looks at something like Safi Life's website and all you've accomplished with that. And it just seems unbelievable. And yet you still struggle with that same, like, oh, I'm never doing enough. So I think that's an important thing to just know, like you are doing so much amazing work, but it is kind of the human thing, right? To just be, especially in 2022, to be so in so many directions and trying just to do more and more. And it shows so much about your heart too, that you want to be doing more, which is amazing. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I but, think we all struggle with like, what else can we be doing and how can we help and what should we be doing? And um, yeah, maybe it's a good thing that it's sort of insatiable. I don't know. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And tell us more about the path to founding this nonprofit. So um, yeah, the founding of Safi Life. So I went over there for the first time in 2007 for a whole summer, I was in Rwanda, Uganda, and Kenya. And in Rwanda, we worked with um, genocide survivors to try to work on their emotional trauma through theater arts techniques. I was a dorky theater major and film minor at USC and 
So sort of took theater therapy, which was being implemented in Los Angeles in um, different prison systems, and then taking it over to Rwanda and working with people there who needed um, the support emotionally. And, and we did we did some fun games and had some honest conversations. And mostly we just went there to listen, which was the biggest gift was to just listen to other people um, who I knew nothing about and who had been through um, some of the most horrendous things uh, anyone on earth has ever been through. And for most of them to come out on the other side as positive and as loving as they are and continue to be is a constant inspiration to me. Um, absolutely amazing. And one of the girls I actually met over lunch, um, her name is Safi and we were the exact same age. We were 21 at the time and uh, we just hit it off and became really good friends. She told me her story and was very vulnerable with me. She'd lost her whole family in the 1994 genocide against the Tutsis. And, um, and so we just sort of stayed in touch and I supported her through her getting her business degree. Um, and then I said, how can I help the community more over there? I want it all to come from you, but I want to know what I can do to help. And she said, we need education for women because at a certain point in Rwanda, you know, they go through secondary school and then there's very few opportunities for them to get a university education. Um, they just have to get married or even sometimes teenage marriage. Um, and so we started raising funds for college scholarships, which was great, but um, the needs of the country has sort of shifted since then. And now we're doing trade school training and hopefully we'll get back into college scholarships as well in the future. But we've been doing it now since, gosh, we started the organization in 2011 and it's been over 10 years now, which is crazy. And I still, I still talk to Safi every day on WhatsApp. Actually, today is her birthday. So happy birthday. Happy birthday, <laughs> Safi. She's amazing. She's married with three kids now. And she helps me to run the organization on the ground over there. Because obviously, I don't live there. Um, and we just have this amazing trade school. And we're helping these women to become self-sufficient. And um, just so so proud of everything that they're doing over there and and it's my job just to sort of raise awareness and um that's speaking to not feeling like I'm doing enough because um I feel like I'm not getting out there and doing enough events and then you know the pandemic really put a hamper on fundraising efforts so um I'm excited to be shifting back into that now and just really making it my priority Wow. What, what are some specific stories of some of the women you've worked with in Africa? Some of those good news moments. Yeah, we have, um, we, I just did an interview with Safia a couple of months ago and it was really cool to like have me interview her about some of the, some of the people that we're working with. And we had, um, one woman who has two small children and she's HIV positive. And so she would be going back and forth between the hospital and our school, but she was so dedicated that she would go no matter what. And she, her dedication and her um, uh, tenaciousness sort of inspired all of the other women who were there at the same time. And she was, I got testimonies from a lot of them saying that she's always the most happy and the friendliest and the kindest. And it's just, it's so incredible to hear like, everyone is inspired over there even by each other and just the camaraderie and um I, I just love hearing stories like that and and what they're doing and and so then she's able to support her family and and create goods that they can sell at the the market there um and hopefully we're going to find partners that we can ship stuff internationally as well which is exciting fantastic it sounds like there's really a sense of community there with these women isn't there 
Yes, yes. It's there's a quote, I think it's on our website, but it says if you educate a woman, you educate a community and you really change the future because I mean, not only for their families, but especially over there, you know, there there is a sense, especially for some of these single mothers who um, had children outside of marriage in parts of rural Rwanda, it's really unacceptable. And a lot of them were shunned by their families. They were, you know, left out of the street. They may have to go into trafficking. We've, we've helped a couple of women out of that. And so it's really tough because um, that's that kind of mindset changes over time, right? Hopefully, and um, as it has in other parts of the world. Um, and so part of what we're doing in the long term is sort of helping these women show the rest of the community what what they can contribute and how it is a positive thing and educating their families and the next generation and really doing that intergenerational change, which is I think so powerful. And it's a very, it's a beautiful country. They actually have essentially like universal healthcare and a lot of their parliament is female. So it's it's a really interesting mix because it's it's a country of around 11 million people. And in certain cities, it's like, you know, Los Angeles or something. It's you can go to nightclubs and karaoke bars, and then in other places in the country, it's it's very different. And so I think just those cultural shifts are going to take time, but but they're going to happen. And I feel blessed that we're we're part of that change. That's incredible. Do you? I love that the quote you just mentioned. Do you have any others that you or the organization loves to repeat to donors or to the people you work with? Oh goodness, yeah. I think. Um, I love the one, if you want to go far, go together, which is an old African mm-hmm. proverb, um, because it's just like what you said, it's the camaraderie, it's the community, it's the, the sisterhood aspect of it. I mean, even during the pandemic, the, the way that everybody came together and looked out for each other, and we opened our school and shut down three times because of um, lockdowns from the government and, and keeping each other safe, and everybody just really worked together to, to bring this um, into a new a new wave of of education but we we graduated everybody last year and we still got what we needed to do done and now we have a new class this year and so it's just baby steps um but we're we're looking we're hopefully looking to to build a school together right now we're renting a building and so our our big long-term project is to build an actual school and have um, a daycare center and a place for mental health resources and all kinds of amazing dreams that we have. Wow. Because what's the age range of women you've worked with now? Yeah, a lot of them are, are younger, um, you know, 18 and up. I would say mostly 18 to 35. Um, okay. The women that are in that that zone where they're just sort of starting out on their own and, and they bring their kids along with them. And you see that some of the kids are on their back while they're, while they're learning. And, and it's just really incredible dedication. Wow. It's also such a great reminder of like what we take for granted sometimes too, right. Of, of just the easiness of, of so many things that we don't even think about on a daily basis. Whereas, you know, I'm sure even just getting them to the physical school for some of them must be like, how far away do some of them live? Right. Or or who else is at home that they're trying to figure out daycare with to get to the school? I can only imagine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a great point. It's a lot of effort. And so even as I mentioned earlier, the woman who, you know, is going to the hospital for her treatment and then back again and and really making it happen and not complaining. And that's just, it's, they're so inspiring. That's what I noticed. I've been a couple of times over there and just the, 
the faith and the dedication and the heart and and not complaining and just moving forward and and really wondering I mean we talk about we wonder what our purpose is over here and and they do the same and on an even bigger scale right a lot of the genocide survivors I met um who we aren't working with as much now because they're they've aged out of our program or we put them through school but but a lot of the genocide survivors said well listen I I'm here for a reason and um I survived this for a reason and so what's my purpose and I was like that's a whole other um, set of amazing questions to have. And um, so, yeah, I think we all sort of struggle with the same things and it's nice to connect to people who feel it even on a grander scale. Yeah. The part of your website too, that I love so much is that page where it's stories. Mm -hmm. And so I hope that everybody gets a chance to go on it because it's different profiles of different women and it's, all of their stories and to think about what they've gone through and yet to see these giant smiles on their faces in these photographs is, is amazing and so telling of all that they've gotten to accomplish through Safi life. Oh, thank you. Yeah, they're gorgeous. Actually, um, what's fun is with, um, I work sometimes with a company called Thrive Cosmetics and they're a great like vegan, cruelty-free, clean beauty company. They, they actually give millions of dollars away like they, they gave a hundred thousand to a Breonna Taylor scholarship fund recently and they're doing amazing work so I want to shout Thrive Cosmetics out because they're amazing and they just donated um uh products for 50 women all of our women and we managed in the middle of the pandemic to get it sent over there so we do have fun too because you know we have photos we're going to be posting soon of, of all the girls like trying on some of this new makeup, you know, and skincare and stuff that maybe they've never had before. And it was just, you know, some of them were posing and stuff. And it was just so awesome and exciting. And, and you know, we do um, days where we plant trees in the local community and we've been working, volunteering with the Widows Association over there. So it is really a sense of community and, and how can we all work together for the betterment of all. And um, I, I just love hearing all the new ideas that are coming out of Rwanda. And, and I just sort of say, okay, whatever you guys want, I'm going to, I'm going to work for it. Cause I never wanted to be the kind of person that came in and assumed that I knew what was needed. Cause I don't. Um, so I think that's always been sort of my biggest direction is just how can I listen and really hear before, before moving. And I, I try to implement that in all areas of my life. So that is the perfect comment to lead into my last question. And you can even repeat that if you wanted to, or add on, but what would you tell someone who comes to you and wants to make a difference in their world somehow, but just doesn't know how to start? Um, well, first of all, I would say reach out to me because we, <laughs> we, yeah. uh, we need help volunteering and, and creating events and fundraising and all kinds of stuff. And so much of of our world is digital now. So we can do a lot, even if we live in different places. So, um, but, but yeah, I think the biggest thing for me, which is again, something that I think about daily is, is, um, is what I like to live by, which is the golden rule, right? Like treat others how you would like to be treated. And then taking that another step further and thinking, you know, if you see somebody who's in pain, if you see somebody who, who could potentially benefit from your assistance in some way, how would you feel if you were them? And I think travel helps us a lot with empathy and then with, you know, really talking and listening to people and then, and then doing something. I mean, really that's, you have to be the one to, to 
be the change you want to see in the world and really go for it. And don't be shy about asking um, what somebody needs and how you can help because the answer might surprise you. Beautiful, beautiful, Devin. How can we follow you, Safi Life, find out more information, contact you about volunteering? Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I would love any and all help. It, we all sort of just chip in right now. Eventually, we'll start to have more of a staff. Um, we are at Safi Life, S-A-F-I-L-I-F-E dot org. And um, you can find all of our contact information there. We're Safi underscore life on Instagram. Um, my Instagram is at devin.ogden. You can always reach out to me. And um, I would just love to hear from really anybody, probably anybody that listens to your podcast already has um, some really good intentions and a real good heart. So I would love to hear from anybody that listens to this and, and see how we can work together. Wonderful, wonderful. That'll all be in the show notes too. So they make sure they get all the spellings right. And Thank you so much for your time. You are in a million directions. So I really appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You're amazing. Thanks so much for listening to Be The Good with Kate Cherichello. Whether you're listening on YouTube or via podcast, it would mean the world if you liked, subscribed, and or left a review. You heard about the good? Now go out and be the good in your life this week. If you have stories of good news that need to be shared, please send me a message. Thanks again and have a great week.